Hey, Mandy, how's it going? Good. <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen you. It's good to have you back on the show. Long time. The no last time we had an interesting conversation about relationships, and since then I've set up a whole new Tinder profile, and I've got a number of dates, so we got to make this quick. Okay. Oh my goodness. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm we nowhere to, near. We, we had to, can I'm, we bring some of the dates no, in, please? No, no. I, think we, I think that needs to happen. <laughs> keep my private life as private as possible. Mandy Ross is back on the show. www.mandyjross.com. Mandy at mandyjross.com. And on social media, Mandy J. Ross. Now on today's show, which uh, I'm loving all these themed shows, we're going to talk about something that's totally near and dear to me and you and a lot of people that listen to the show, mental health. Mental health. This is a big one. It's not a big one, but it's it's like it's in construction. It's in uh, it's in everybody's lives these days, and uh, we have to um, we have to speak about it. Who who doesn't have mental health? I know, I know. <laughs> Every so single fine. person watching, construction or otherwise. Everybody. So it's a good thing that we're going to do this show. I'm looking forward to it. So how do we want to begin with this one? I I feel like this is like a good maybe story time. Story time could work. Sure. I think that's easy to navigate from. So. My own journey with mental health in a nutshell, I grew up with a mom who had different mental health. Uh, these words, I want to be very compassionate when I'm speaking on mental health because I think it is such a uh, compassionate type topic. Uh, so by all means, don't get stuck on the words that I use, but let's say mental health uh, conditions. Um, for some people, they might say issues, challenges, whatnot, but we'll say conditions. Um, so I saw a lot of that growing up, and it definitely made it a priority for myself from an early age to figure out coping mechanisms, figure out healthy strategies, th ways that I could have a really healthy mindset. It actually, for some people, I think it can do the opposite. Sometimes when you see things, it kind of puts you down that same path. For me, it was like, okay, well... I think it was a blessing growing up to see a mom, for example, who was depressed at times because it 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 enabled me to become who I am today, which is this life cheerleader. Like that little child always wanted to see my mom happy. So I would do things to try and cheer her up. Yeah. And as an adult, I see now the pattern, like it put me down a positive path, right? Um, but my own journey with mental health just today um, I'm happy to say, like, I've gone through significant periods in my life where I suffered from severe anxiety. And even, even it's funny because I am such a social butterfly, but to the degree of even having social anxiety at some points. So, and and <laughs> if you guys haven't noticed from, if you've been tuning into our shows, I am ADHD. I consider it having a superpower brain. Mm. It's one of those things that you either learn to harness or it kind of can wreak havoc in your life. I feel like I've learned in many ways to harness it to my abilities and, and use it to my advantage, we'll say. Um, so there's a lot of different things that I have come through and grown through uh, in order to be able to speak about and now be an advocate of mental health. And I think it it's still one of those topics that unfortunately does have such a stigma around it. Things like living in Canada, if you're tuning in from Canada, you're probably aware of Bell Let's Talk Day. Yeah. Those kind of initiatives. Up, actually. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Those kind of initiatives to me are a really good starting point, but I still think there's so much more we can do. And that's in part why I want us to do this episode is to help anyone out there. Most people I know either dealing with their own mental health you know, journey or they are dealing with a loved one or someone they know who's going through significant mental health. I, I'm not going to mention any names, but we just experienced it. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure when this will be airing, but we just experienced someone in, in the media who decided to take their own life. Yeah. And, it, and it really, you know, not to bring it down, but again, we can always take a blessing from everything. Not that there's ever a blessing with that happening, but I notice that the conversations again are starting up where people are really saying, hey, we need to be doing more. We need to be making like suicide prevention and mental health initiatives more on the forefront because there are so many people who are suffering in silence. It's tough for men. Yeah. I mean, men are, I guess, just society driven, told not to show or not to even question, understand it. Uh, but a lot of men are going through that. And that was that situation. I saw that recently as well, too. And it was just a shame because 24 hours before that, it was happy-go-lucky on social media showing a different type of person. Uh, Not to mention, yeah. like, what appeared to be happily married, Family. beautiful children. Yeah. 
and then famous, tw- and then 20- popular, like you name yeah, it. Twenty four hours do, later, like you know, and I, what happened happened, and 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 uh, this is why. This is the thing. This is why I will never stop speaking about mental health because somebody from the outside could appear to have quote unquote even what you would consider a perfect life. And they could be battling and suffering so much inside. This conversation can never end. No. Never end. As long as there are people on this planet, this conversation needs to be had. Because you never know what someone is going through in life. And this is even why I also like, talk a lot about kindness and being a compassionate person. You cross paths with lots of people in your lifetime. You never know what someone, the kind of battle they're dealing with inside. All it takes is maybe you smile you know, or you pay them a compliment or you just acknowledge them and that could even shift them in a positive way. But it goes the same way. You know, if you're putting out that negative energy, if you're treating people like with disrespect or you're mean to people that you cross paths with, that could maybe be the brinking, like breaking point for them because there are a lot of people that are suffering in silence. Yeah. How do we address that? How does one acknowledge, first of all, that they are experiencing it? or they have it in their family and how do they discuss it? How do they um, address it? I think my journey for me, because of what I saw with my mom and I'm happy to say like my mom's very healthy these days. She's learned to learn to um, uh, release her emotions and that thing and, and uh, have healthy habits that allow her to be in her happiest state. She also has a life cheerleader daughter that will not <laughs> let her not have like the happy, healthy. But again, I, n- I always want to say it starts with you. You have to take ownership. My mom will be the first to say, you know, and I, I even say like, you know, she'll be so sweet and say like, you know, sweetie, like growing up, you were always so cheerful and happy and like always wanted to build me up. But I always g- give it back, give back, the credit to her and say, look, like you had to decide ultimately, same with coaching clients. You're never a coach. You can't make someone do anything for themselves. You guide them, you lead them, you show them, you support them, you cheerlead them on. You have to make that decision for yourself. So seeing what I saw with my mom, I think in a lot of ways, set me up for a mindset around, I don't want to be in that state, but I also had the awareness. I used it to my advantage to go, bless, bless you. you, dear. Um, <laughs> I used it to my advantage to go, okay, so I know this is something that is in my family. There's a, a genetic component here. I might be more predisposition to experience this. But again, I'm not going to let that dictate how I'm going to end up in my life. So I made a conscious awareness, even from a, a young age, how to like navigate that. What does that look like? For me, I had to realize at a very young age how to um, deal with emotions because emotions is one of the biggest ones, like my triggers, things that, especially having ADHD, I, I honestly was diagnosed as an adult. It wasn't until my adulthood I realized I had ADHD. Um, and then with the anxiety, the anxiety just kept showing up. Like it would show up for me. You can't deny when you're feeling like immense amount of stress to the point where you feel debilitated. Like you can't deny those periods. And so being as aware as I was, I knew there was something wrong. And the moment I felt that it it had progressed to a, a point where it was controlling me, I felt like more so than I could get a control of it, I knew I needed to get help. I actually didn't go and see someone outside of myself. Like I know in one of our episodes with the relationships, you said that about like, you know, marriage counselor, counselor therapy, yeah. or therapy is not necessarily always the, uh, not always the solution. I would say it can be, but is it the be all and end all? No. no. What I had to do or how I would, my best piece of advice to anyone There is, we live in a day and time when there are so many free resources. It's insane in order to get yourself help. You need to figure out what tools need to be in your toolbox of mental health and what that healthiness looks and feels like for you in order to determine what the best tools are. I could list off hundreds on this podcast alone and it would mean nothing if that's not what works for you. I can talk about some of my personal ones. A huge one for me, which is also why I went into health coaching, is physical activity. Yes, There's a few things I think... If you can't figure out what those external tools are, double down on the basics. I'm going to, like for ADHD in particular, especially because I'm not 
there's no judges here, but I have found a lot of the construction people in the construction um, industry who I've come across in my personal life. A lot of those, a lot of those people do tend to have ADHD. Yeah. I know I mentioned this to you before, but they do. And and you know, if you're all watching and you are in that industry, you know, more than likely you can get some sort of release from the work you're doing. It's allowing you to like channel that energy, that extra energy that we tend to have when we have ADHD into something that's productive or beneficial. But a lot of times, work is not the be-all and end-all. That's not enough to, to... But they throw themselves into it. Exactly. It's a distraction at that point. Exactly. It's, no it's not addressing extra. it yeah. from a foundational, no pun intended, from a foundational level. It's about having healthy habits that start from the basics. Are you getting enough sleep? Sleep is one of the most underrated healthy habits that we need to tune into in order to have a healthy mindset. I don't care if you have ADHD or not. Sleep. What's the amount of sleep that we should be having? I don't. I don't think there is a magic number for anyone. I know that there are charts that say, "Oh, Just you need to get a sleep." You need. I restful. think you need to f to sleep to the degree or enough hours quality sleep to where you feel mentally able to take on tasks during your day. That looks very different for different people. Yes. I sleep probably way less than most people, and I'm very productive with my daytime hours. That might not work for everybody. Some people require maybe double the amount potentially that I do, but it's just because that's just how I operate. It's, again, going back to this individual, we'll get back to some of the tools, but I think it's an individual toolbox of healthy habits that we have to put in there for ourselves that help us, or not just habits, but tools, techniques, resources, all of that, even people. Um, you have to become your number one own investigator. That's what I would say to anyone dealing with any sort of mental health. You have to figure out what's going on and what works best for you. You could ask a million people who have ADHD alone or anxiety. How can you, how are you helping yourself? And you'll get a million different answers. It really depends on the people. I can tell you the basics, sleep. Eating properly. I actually joke, and I have a post I put up called Good Mood Foods. People, again, it's one of those under or not so much thought of correlation between what we're ingesting food-wise, drink-wise, um, medicinally, herbs. Herbs are, are probably one of the most important parts of me getting a hold of my mental health has been proper supplementation with natural herbs. I'm always going to say I'm always in the, the, or on the bandwagon of natural, uh, natural remedies, yes. holistic remedies over, uh, pharma. pharma that's just yeah. me. No judges there if that's your thing. But I, I, I don't mind being transparent. I've tried, um, pharmaceuticals for ADHD. If it works for you, amazing. Go do it did not work for me. And I don't say didn't work for me because I just write it off. I didn't find, I found it way more beneficial to adopt holistic herbal and herbal medicine and or holistic practices that have helped me way more significantly than any anything I could get in a pill in a bottle. That's just myself though. Um, so you wanna be looking at your diet your sleep patterns. What are some of the mood foods that you... Oh, good mood foods. You definitely want to make sure you're getting lots of omega-3s, which is going to help with uh, brain. brain health. Um, and that can be... doesn't matter if you're vegan, vegetarian, or you eat meat. Like, you can find that in that source. Um, omega-3s in a lot of different foods. Flax seeds, fish. Um, like, there's a ton of different ones. Um, some of the ones I've found to be really beneficial, I've actually found mate. Like, a mate is a type of tea you can get. And okay. it's one that I find really helps me with focus and also energy preservation. When do you suggest that? You I drink that first thing in the morning. And okay. I don't even drink coffee, to be honest. I okay. drink a mate or a, a, a actually my own self uh, herbal blend of different herbs that I have in tea form. Like I have different teas that have different herbs um, that I've blended and tested over time that really help me with my mental health. One is decalming, de-stressing, you know, one is the focus and the energy. One is even for cleansing. Cause I think like we also need to be thinking about like cleansing our systems. Yep. We get buildups that can also um, add to mental stress over time. So doing a regular detox, having a cleansing routine internally is I very important. I usually start my days with um, ginger. Ginger. Raw ginger juice. Yeah. And then water and lime. 
Yeah, I do a similar. Tastes I do like lemon, crap, but it's lemon, good. lemon water. They, I saw a recipe the other day that sounded actually really cool. It was where you blend fresh turmeric, ginger, lemon. You blend it all up. Um, probably even put a little dash cayenne or something spicy yeah. in there. Blend it up, and then you make sort of this. Uh, it's like a puree, and you can put it in ice cubes, yes. and then you freeze them, and then you can plop them into your drinks. I love flavored water, personally, too. Yeah. Like That's why I love tea, though, because all the herbs, it's the infusion of these nice flavors, and yeah. this, it actually, ta to me, it tastes really nice. Um, but but you, you're right, cleansing. Cleansing, all that stuff is so yeah. important for the system, but it affects your mental health. That's why I joke, like, good mood foods, it's not, it's not just for the funniness of it, or like, you know, being cute about it, no. The prevalence that we see in diabetes, the prevalence in ADHD we see in children today and other mental health conditions that are popping up now in the younger, like youngest generation has a lot to do with sugar intake. Of course. And you have to look at these children's diets. Same with, I know there's been studies, again, don't quote me on these, but even red dyes in foods have been linked to, to sometimes ADHD. There's a lot of different additives, like a lot of... Um, uh, I know I'm getting to the nitty gritty, but they're all relative, like even pesticides affecting our mental health. I mean, anything that's foreign to the human body, you have to question, is this going to serve my mental health in a better way? Or is this maybe going to actually act as a disservice to me yeah. feeling foggy inside? I can definitely say I am definitely like a super, super health net will say, but when I eat certain foods or, or, take away certain foods from my diet, it affects my mood 100%. 100%. Oh, you can see it. And everybody should be paying attention to it. They feel it. Yeah. I mean, you you want to you want to see a clear cut and dry uh, version of it. Go ahead and have McDonald's tonight and just yeah. eat that. Yeah. Right? And yeah. and you'll see how your body reacts to that that action of that kind of food versus eating something else that's healthier. You'll see how your body reacts to that. So there is a cause and effect to everything that you consume. A hundred percent. And the yeah. food, I mean, we can get into the energy speak, which I love, the woo-woo stuff. But like energy speaking too, like I do think food holds vibration. And I feel like when you get to a point where you really respect yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you want to be eating foods that are better for you. Usually what happens, unfortunately, is if we're in a really low mental funk, sometimes we'll turn to the worst things for us, which is like the opposite of what we really need. Whereas when- Convenience. Right? It, it can be convenience. It could be low, like just whatever. It could be like- laziness could be like low self-worth it could just be like you've given up maybe hope i don't know like there's a lot of different things that could be going on right um but i will i will i will challenge anyone out there thinking is saying like you know it's just more convenient to get that it doesn't take that much effort to eat healthy it's the same it really is you know, and same with the cost thing. I know there's tons of people that sometimes will throw out that excuse, like, oh, it's so much, it's so much more expensive to eat healthy. I'm going to cab at you. You can get fruits and veggies on sale. And what is the cost of your health? I will tell you right now, one of the things I always say on social media, peace of mind at this point in my adulthood, I can literally tell you peace of mind is the greatest form of wealth. If you don't have peace of mind, yes, you much. will never be feeling your best. I don't care how much money, how much respect, fame, all that stuff, accolades you have on your wall. If you don't have peace of mind up here, the rest of your life will will never be able to get to a point where you won't be able to even enjoy it. Yeah. Because if, if up here is a mess, chances are the other areas of your life are going to reflect that. So going back, we have sleep, proper adequate, adequate sleep. I would, I would highly suggest as well, and I have like all resources for free out there. I've written about this or podcast about it or YouTubed about it. Create yourself a routine at the beginning and end of your day to support a healthy sleep schedule, but just to get yourself in a healthy mental space. I think there is something to be said about our daily habits, our daily routines. Having a morning routine, even if it's a few minutes long, same with a nighttime routine that gets you like either relaxed or energized for your day can really make the biggest difference in you feeling mentally capable of taking on any stress that comes your way. And these are routines that don't involve your smartphone. No, not at all. So, I mean, smartphones and, and all that tech is kind of contributing to 
A hundred percent. I talk about having a digital detox. I'm in social media. I am someone in social media. And I I consciously, I consciously have to like, even just tell myself, no, for the rest of this evening or no, like, Take take a day off, Mandy. One of the number one things as well that's helped me mentally, the reason I have not actually ever gone to a therapist in my life. Even my dad is a psychotherapist, so maybe that's the, you know, and I'm a life coach. But but so maybe that's why I get like that little freebie there. But no, I mean all jokes aside, I've never, and I'm, I, it's not, I'm not saying that, that to, to, to make myself appear to be anything like higher or above anyone that, that no, if it, I would highly suggest go and talk to someone if that's what you think is, is best for you, please do. We need more people that actually yes. honor that and don't feel ashamed. There's no shame in seeking external help from another person. What I'm saying is you need to st- start by at least identifying if that's even a solution for you and having the courage to go and seek help. But if you are not at that point, even maybe where you want to communicate, because sharing is such a big element in the mental health journey. It's like being able to, to express yourself, but a lot, especially with, I'm going to say with men, especially it's very difficult at times to feel comfortable because you've been raised in a way that is not very, it's looked down upon if you express your emotions. It's looked down upon, shamed. Shame is the lowest vibration, and yet children, not as much anymore, I would say, but, like, so many men I know were shamed the moment they even... As a rem- child? As a child. There's a lot of shame attached to crying or expressing emotion or, like, communicating feelings. And shame is such a... That's why so many people find it hard to express themselves. If it was easy and there wasn't any shame attached to it, everybody would be like, oh, I want to express myself freely and openly, and I want to... you know. And I'm not saying there's always exceptions to the rule. Like, there's lots of men that I know that can openly express their emotions. I would say there's a lot of men that feel especially more so than females where it's a little bit more encouraged. But the majority of men don't. Exactly. But I don't they, they don't do it because of the shame. They don't do it because of society. Exactly. And that's why, I mean, again, I, 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 it doesn't, one of billions, millions, whatever you want to call that of, of cases like recently where if only this person had been able to open up, you know, like something was going on inside that clearly was not addressed anywhere externally. But if you can't even get to that point right now where maybe you're sitting there and you know you're dealing with mental health issues, start by having healthy habits. Another one that I was going to mention for me that's been like a therapist is nature. Nature, as, as simple as that sounds, getting my yoga booty outside every day for fresh air, sunshine, connecting off of this thing, yeah. and I love the saying. It's like, um, oh, there's a brilliant saying, and I'm gonna repeat it because you got yell. I think will love it. It's like, um, you won't find um, you won't find Wi-Fi. You won't find a Wi-Fi. You won't find Wi-Fi. I think it's something like you won't find Wi-Fi in nature, but I guarantee you'll find the best connection. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. The, do you know what saved me? Literally, I think honestly, I would. I I've never been someone that's ever wanted to take my life. I've never been like that hardcore in, into anxiety but or anything like that. That is part of mental health. But that is a part of mental health we need to address. I'm telling you right now, my saviors. That's what I really call them: physical activity, eating, eating to serve my mental brain and and well being, my body and brain. So diet, nutrition, um, physical activity, nature. Nature has been one of the biggest saviors. If I didn't have nature and physical activity, I, I don't I, I don't know where I'd be, but I wouldn't be as healthy as I am. Do you find the same connection during the winter months? Are you still connected to seasonal nature or is it more difficult you find it? I work around it. Like I'm a person, I'm very solution oriented. So I've learned, especially being in Ontario, that's a really good point. Like so vitamin D, it, that is a real thing. Like vitamin D deficiency is a real thing. They do have things you can get at home, like uh, like lights and things like that. I supplement way more in the winter with vitamin D supplements and try to eat more foods that are higher in vitamin D, but more so the supplementation, to be honest, because that is a really big factor. Seasonal depression is a real thing. Yes. 
I don't care if people want to deny that. It's as like physiologically we go through this, especially being where we're at in the world. Um, we're dealing with shorter days. We're dealing all of with, that. Like it's dark when you wake up. You know what though? I still home. make sure. Doesn't matter. I don't like. I. I'm it. I feel way, I can feel even my ADHD symptoms when I don't work out and I don't get outside, I can feel it way more kick in or I feel like not, not totally myself. Yeah. And I feel like the physical activity I think is maybe easier of the two because I mean like today we're dealing with, I think it, I haven't checked, but I think it's a blizzard out there. Definitely not going to be going on, you know, a hike or a power walk or something outdoors but today. But sometimes it's actually kind of nice. I used to do that back in my 20s and 30s. I actually embraced it. Blizzard, I, I, I would say no. But, I w- but, but, but nowadays, like in the winter, I, I do ice baths and I'm doing ice cold showers, that I was right? gonna. That was one of the things that I was going to say. Heat uh, or hot and cold, cold, cold acclimation. Ice, I, the funny thing is I kept, um, I actually want to, I forgot. I was going to say this to my mom as a joke, but I was going to say, you know, all these guys and girls are doing these these ice baths now the plunges right like i've done it myself and it's funny like we just have to step outside in ontario right now <laughs> we get the we we can have a cold acclo- cool yeah. acclimation yeah. right there right we'll do the plunge outdoors i do that to myself though i i do the same thing as you i and not that i know you do the cold plunges it now. burns it hurts but you know body. what you bundle up yes. honestly as long as you that's the one thing i've realized too with weather because i know a lot of uh, a lot of y'all watching out there um might be dealing with these harsh weather conditions the same, same with people that deal with like extreme heat though it's almost like unbearable but if you dress appropriately and you 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 know you're drinking your water you're getting like the water's another one but that's that's the reason why i brought up the winter because i don't want them to use that as an excuse for not going out no there's not like an embrace excuse. the winter. We're in Canada, so you're going to get winter for a solid four. Not months, every right? day is a blizzard. Today no. is an exception to the rule. But yes. other than this, Tomorrow, buy yourself buy yes. yourself a good pair of snow boots. Like I'm not going to school you on this, Deb. But dress appropriately. Get out there. I can't even tell you. Like I've had to short. Like I love going on long long walks. That's one of my daily things. And like I will say across all the different types. Like I even create workouts on YouTube, hit workouts, you know, booty, abs, all that stuff. The number one savior I've had in my life, I think across everything. Yeah, really like my D, de- I, I have to go on a daily walk. Daily walk How outdoors. How long do you go for? I, it might sound ludicrous, but I mean, I have that kind of lifestyle that I guess allows me to do that at this point. I mean, if I can get in like a one and 1.5 to two hour walk, like hardcore power walk every day, that's like, my therapy session, my brainstorm session. Sometimes I have calls, even if I. Sometimes. How do you feel when you're during it, and how and when you complete it? It's like a. Com- I feel like a completely different person. I have had some of my best business ideas come to me. I've had some of my most powerful conversations. I don't usually do call like walk and talks, but sometimes I do have power power sessions on the phone if I'm having a meeting or whatnot. Some best conversations, some of the best breakthroughs, some of the best breakdowns to breakthroughs. Um, now, when I used to live in uh, British Columbia, I swapped that for trail runs. <sighs> Running in a forest. Different. Is so different. And, like, it was just not that there's, I mean, I've gotten insights everywhere I go. That I've lived in multiple cities as an adult. And the number one way I get to know a city is by walking, by yep. foot. Yep. I've met some of the coolest, literally, some of the coolest people in my life I've met on random walks. I also feel like... I am an earth sign. I know we're not going to get into astrology, but like, I think like I have, I always crave mother nature. It's like, it's so much a part of my life. And even though like I have this side of me, that's very like glam and you know, like journalism and that kind of career path. that's very social. I crave being in mother nature, um, alone or with minimal company with my thoughts that individual time and and from a mental health perspective, I highly invite y'all, whether it's just going away for the weekend or in your daily, even in your daily life, if you're living a really busy life, even if you can take a few minutes to walk outside, yeah. it can totally change your life. I want to ask you, I know that Bell does it every year, but how do we actually start the conversation? How do you as a person who has it and also how do you as a person who's experiencing it from somebody else, whether they're a close friend, family member, 
how do we start that conversation? I'm going to be starting something that helps both of those okay. <laughs> soon. But if you're not, but we're not in that yet. But you can you can check it out when it comes out. Uh, but that's that's why. And I, I'm going to give you. I will give um, an answer. But I I want to stress that because no pun intended. I think there needs to be so much, so many more things, initiatives started that support both people going through mental health. But also, as someone who's a product of, yes. of growing up with that, I didn't find, like, you know, when you're talking about, say, Alcoholics Anonymous, there's Al-Anon for, like, teens, and, and there's additional support groups for people who are dealing with someone who's going through it. Mm -hmm. I can't list off the top of my head, like, I know there are ones that exist, but there's not one that's so prevalent at top of mind that we're talking about it that support the people who are trying to support those yep. who are dealing with mental health conditions. That needs to be something that is absolutely more active in our society. We forget the supporters. We do. And those people end up sometimes even having mental health conditions from trying to support somebody else going through that. So, and and one of the funny things I've realized, because I know uh, we connected through LinkedIn, and I'm going to bring it back to this question. Funny enough, one of the most common ways that that adults with ADHD find out they have ADHD is because their children get diagnosed. They've never really? actually known they have it. They take their child who's displaying certain symptoms to the doctor. The doctor goes, oh, and they see all the things that the doctor is going like, oh, your child has all these symptoms. They, they're like, oh my goodness gracious, I have it. And they like come into the knowing only because their child has been diagnosed. So the reason why I bring that up is like, it's just, I think more conversations need to be had. How do we do that? I think it starts with, with you need to, again, go back to being your own investigator. If you feel like something's off, chances are something's a little off in you. And by off, I don't mean that in any derogatory way. I just mean if you feel intuitively like there's maybe something that isn't, isn't healthy or or you're having sort of like spiraling thoughts and things like that i'd highly suggest you become your own best investigator do the research there's oodles of free resources online there's adhd like i'm not i'm not saying it's just adhd but whether it's adhd anxiety depression bipolarism like all these things have free resources including different ways you can um, self-diagnose I'm not saying not to go to a doctor but you can like that's I only found out I had it initially because I started researching it yeah. and going oh wait let's put two and two together wow I have a b and c and d and like it's it was like hit me in the face I'm like oh okay you only can address what you address to yourself so like if you're just kind of running around trying the, all these things and you don't know what you're like really trying to help yourself with it's a lot harder to figure out a solution so get really comfortable with self-discovery i would say is number one in order to start the conversation with yourself about it and i would highly suggest recruiting and and opening up to those who you genuinely know are very supportive of you it's like i i've realized in my adulthood you know speaking to my parents sometimes it can be really challenging for some people because they haven't maybe establish that kind of connection or other people in your life who maybe you are worried or embarrassed or you'd be surprised how many people are actually wanting to support you or in favor of helping you, but they can't if they don't know what's going on. The other part of that solution, I would say, is having a community or a network because I can certainly say as well, there are cases where maybe you don't have that support system at home. Maybe you just don't have those people even in your life anymore. Maybe they're unhealthy people and you need an outlet to, to connect with others. And I would highly suggest online there are a lot of different online resources or groups there's meetups there's a lot of different things that are pertained even though i know i said like there needs to be more groups around like the supporters of this but that being said there still are groups that exist you have to you have to kind of be that instigator to go and seek those groups though they're not going to they're not going to come to your no, doorstep you but they do exist there's lots of resources linkedin alone i can't tell you the like i don't i don't heavily 
talk about ADHD, but I am a mental health advocate and I do certainly have posts around having ADHD and, and how to, um, harness it and use it as a superpower. There are so many people on there that are talking about ADHD, talking about, um, autism, talking about all these things they're dealing with as professional adults. And there are so many people who are now opening up about it. It, it, the stigma is so diminished you don't feel like an outsider. You feel like, wow, I can relate to these people. You know what I mean? Like somebody else is dealing with what I'm dealing with, but you have to start that conversation. What do we, or how do we uh, start the conversation regarding someone maybe acknowledging it, um, but then turning to vices? And so like, give me an example. Oh, uh, marijuana, you know, they're, they're using that. It, it helps. It could be helping their, their crippling anxiety. So then it's helping them. Right. But I mean, if they're just turning to it, is it really helping or is it distracting? That's an amazing point. And I think this is something, um, I've had many conversations with my dad about this. So my dad, uh, had his own journey with alcoholism ended up in my teens becoming completely sober, then went on to actually, he's a psychotherapist and his specialty actually is in treating males with addictions. So he kind of did that full circle of like, you know, experience in life and then turned his whole life around to then go and help those who were previously suffering with what he was dealing with, right? So we've had a lot of conversations around substances, around um, addictions, around therapy, all of that stuff. And I'll say this, I, I can't answer this question for anybody else, but from my own two cents, my own perspective, I think that there is a place for things like marijuana. I've seen significant, and again, I'm not a medical doctor, so if you're listening, you got to do your own research, figure out what works for you. I also have seen significance in herbal remedies. I've seen even um, really, I've seen people use uh, microdosing of mushrooms. Yeah. I've done microdosing of mushrooms, not the recreational mushrooms, but I've, I've drinking tinctures like with reishi or ashwagandha, like the, the um, uh, uh, adaptogenic herbs is what another f term for those. Did you see it helping you? Yes, okay. that's what, and I bring this up, but I've, I've also, I've not done the microdosing with actual shrooms. Again, I'm not going to say whether or not you should do that, but I have seen and know of people who've microdosed with actual shrooms, and that's actually helped us specifically with ADHD. It's, it's helped them in that way. Again, you got to do your own experimentation research. I would say that it's like anything, it's important to make sure you're not using substances as a band-aid for addressing other issues within. If you are only relying on an external substance to get you through your day, chances are that's probably not healthy. Probably not healthy. I agree. Yeah, because totally. again, from my own experiences, I drink lots of herbal teas. I take different supplements that are herbal and natural, but are those making or break? Are those the only things I rely on? No, no. Anyone who I know who's had control over their mental health conditions usually have a good sleep schedule. Usually, and again, doesn't work for everybody, but heat, heat and cold acclimation is a huge one though. The plunging in the cold water, even sauna and, and cold plunging, I know yep. work really beautifully together and you don't have to have a sauna or, or a bathtub with, you could do uh, cold baths at home. You could even take a cold shower. I know that works really well. Yes. Um, you could do the same, have a really hot shower steam. You could do like different, you know, whatever, like there's different ways of going about it in a nap, in a making it easier at home for you. You don't have to go outside of your house per se. Um, same with foods. Like you don't need to be going and buying all these expensive supplements. I often joke, but I wanted to bring this up in this uh, podcast episode. I look at your kitchen and your garden as a pharmacy, but spelled F-A-R-M-A-C, yeah. like a farm-A-C. Yeah. The best medicine that, that exists, and again, I'm not disregarding some people feel that they need actual pharmaceuticals to combat their mental health stuff. If that's your thing, amazing. I, if it works for you, I'm so grateful that you found your solution. But for most other people, pharma is not the answer. It just isn't. It's having a, a holistic, 
set of tools, but also a, a, a lifestyle that is supportive of being the best ally for your mental health condition. I agree. I wanted to talk to you about um, when it does get to that point of suicide and how that affects everybody around um, the person. How you want to tread on that? Hmm. So you're saying like when someone has actually... And ha- I mean, it was there's there's a whole cause and effect now. So then there's entire friends, family could be a significant other, uh, could be children involved. That's why I say like that's why I think there needs to actually be so much more of a prevalence of. I mean, it would be devastating. Yeah, you know, it's it is devastating when we lose anybody, but especially like I go back to, and I can only speak on this when you witness someone you love so much going through. Like sometimes these suicides are shocking. So there's that side of it, right? But if you're someone who's more so probably witnessed someone go through so much mental health stuff, you're trying to be supportive. You need to also put a boundary in place, which I had to do at one point in my own life with someone where I had to put a boundary because their mental health and me trying to help them with their mental health was actually making my mental health worse. So you have to, that's a, that's, that's where I honestly do believe where a support group, something external, maybe that's where the third party can really come in handy because you need to be able to like vent and release and connect and share. If you're holding all of that up on your own, like that's a really heavy burden to carry. It's sp- difficult for people to do that though. Yeah. Right? I'm and not saying a lot it's of people, easy. A lot of people will say we had no idea. Like I recently found out about a certain, a person in the industry that is addicted to drugs hard drugs not simple drugs hard yeah. drugs and marriage lost a marriage and and trying to struggle trying to recoup but i had no idea i wouldn't even have thought of anything like that was going on in his life based on the perception i saw of his social media feed i thought everything was perfectly fine everything was working yeah. fine but then all of a sudden i reached out just to you know, should the shit say hello? And that was it. And then I was asking how he's doing. And then he actually opened up. Maybe he opened up because he was not facing me, but he was actually just sending me a message. So he just, you know, between me and you kind of thing. And then he shared that. And I was shocked by that. Yeah. So how do we see those signs? How do we, I go back to like, uh, how are you doing? Okay, I'm fine. That kind of stuff. That's not necessarily the right answer. Yeah, I think, I think it's equal parts intuition. I think we, I think it's a lot easier when when bleep hits the fan a lot of times. We can look back and see the patterns. And we can see like hunches or hints of that showing up. But then there's that part where sometimes it really is like full throttle. You're like, what the heck? I think my my intuition is calling me to say this. It's important for us to always check in with people. Yes. Like really check in. I don't mean the superficial surface level how are you doing? Two fine. Work text or something. Yeah, no, like no. fine. Make a phone call. Really? Are you fine? Because there's a lot of people that are are feeling so alone, so in their mental health stuff, and they don't really they don't really have those people checking in on them. Now there are a lot of people that have that stuff, and they still have people who care. But you, if you're someone, <laughs> I just always go back to like if you're a human. You gotta like be human. It's like we're we're made to connect. We're made to check in with one another. I wish more another. people would just make a phone call. Yeah. Just dial the digits and just make the phone call. What's the and worst hope case they're scenario? Gonna answer. What's the worst case scenario? A lot of times even just showing someone you care can make the world of difference. But it goes back to even being that kind human. And I, I know it might sound like, okay, this isn't necessarily addressing mental health, but you would be, I've had people literally, Manny, tell me, just my smile alone has not just changed their day, it's literally saved their life. Mm-hmm. A simple smile. When you hear that kind of impact and you realize how powerful of a being you are on this planet amongst all of these humans we are all connected with, you can have such a dramatic impact and you never know what someone's going through. You never, and it's fun, like, I mean, I guess devil's advocate or other end of the spectrum. You could walk by a million people with smiles on their faces. They could be going through who knows what. 
always be the bigger person. Be the nice person. Be the kind person. Like, what do you have to lose, really? But you don't know what's going to happen. Like, they, it might change their day. You, and I you could be you. the reason. Yes. You could be the reason they go, I have a reason to live. There's actually a nice person. Who knows what they've dealt with in their whole life? Who knows what they've dealt with that day? Compassion. This is a very kindness. much a North American mentality. I mean, when I walk around downtown Toronto, like everyone's heads down. So frowns, funny you said that. Frowns. Not funny, haha. No, I know, but frowns on their faces. I literally wrote a post on this. I wrote an exact post. My father, and I think this is partly why the whole life cheerleader thing kicked in for me at an early age. When I was a little girl, I'll never forget. I, this is one of those like life-changing moments for me. My dad and I were sitting at a red light on Young Street. You know, it's one of the busiest streets, downtown Toronto. And he actually turned to me and he said, you know, Amanda, real name is Amanda. <laughs> goes, you know, Amanda, I want you to just just do me a favor. And I was a little girl just sitting there, you know, my, whatever, in my own little world. He goes, I want you to notice everyone in front of us walking back and forth in front of the car crossing the street. How many people are smiling? Nobody. I was Nobody. shocked. Nobody. When you actually pay attention I to it. I was shocked. You ever stop? You ever stop wherever you're walking and take a park bench and just sit there and just watch? This is why, Manny. I stop and I watch yes. and nobody smiles. No. I see people sometimes with pets when they're walking. <laughs> One or two or both are usually smiling because the pet is doing something interesting. So it's just the pet is pleasantness there. And then you have the crazy Mandy who anywhere I go. And you're smiling. I, I, I don't just smile. I say hi to people and I try and just like anyone I cross paths with, I'm like, hey, like, and people, it's funny if I'm ever with somebody else or, like, oh, do you know that person? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I just want to be a nice person, you know, like, or a kind human. But that's the kind of attitude. I think we all like, we're living in a day and time where you're right. I think in part, it is, an, it is a North American thing, but that's when we all have to take ownership to be that nice person. Online is crazy. Like, there's people that literally just want to sit there as trolls and bash and other people. And I'm sorry. Like, what kind of... Like, but that goes back to them. They're talking because there's something missing in their life. Exactly. Always um, be the bigger person. I know it's, it's unfortunate when those scenarios happen, but I always go back to the saying, like, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people hurt people. And it's not to give an excuse. There's no excuse for being a rude or mean person. Be the kind person. No matter what, kindness always and in all ways. I often say, like, no matter who you cross paths with in life, um, no matter how, how tough, especially, like, I'm going to say probably construction industry is a good, a really good example. No matter how tough anyone appears to be, I don't care how, like, macho, like, strong, tough somebody appears to be, everybody has a heart. So I started doing this a few years ago, and I'll share this. This is a little personal thing about me. I, I'm on my own, right? So if I'm driving home and there's a lot of traffic and I'm just frustrated, it's Toronto, it's traffic, right? Mm -hmm. I'll actually make a conscious effort at least once a week. I'll stop somewhere to pick up a bouquet of flowers. I'm not picking it up for somebody else. I'm picking it up for myself. I just love the idea of seeing color somewhere in the home. Interesting. So... That's what what inspired that? I like to see some color somewhere in the home because for the most part, walls are color. Everything else is a neutral tone. Trim is white. Floors yeah. are a certain tone. Walls, ceilings are white. But then you'll always notice that color and that, that bouquet of flowers, that vase of flowers, whatever will last. Like, And I'm not talking about expensive flowers. I'm just talking about straightforward color. That's yeah. just all it is, right? Especially in these winter months now. And it's just like that little spike of color. When you see it in the morning, you're caught off guard by it, first of all. And it kind of gives you such a warm feeling you know, inside of you. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. I don't know any Nobody else has shared that they do that. But I know that a lot of men and women, whatever, they'll bring for their significant others. They'll bring flowers for certain occasions or whatever. It's a certain time a week, whatever it is, right? But I just I started doing it because I thought it was nice to just have that splash of color, which translated to a splash of happiness. I love that you brought this up because one of the things, going back to the nature aspect, it's funny, like one one room in my condo is completely like the solarium that I, I have a solarium in my condo as one of the, like it's, it's two bedrooms and the solarium. The solarium from basically floor to ceiling is completely covered in plants and vines. Completely covered. I'm not a plant guy yet. <laughs> It is what it is. But <laughs> but the flower aspect, even that little bit, I think you just brought up, like, what you just said 
brings up so many things. I'm just going to blurt them out. The fact that you go and get yourself a bouquet of flowers, self-love right there. That's like such a beautiful act to have as showing yourself love, which we all need. Um, the fact that it's nature, right? The nature aspect, that natural life. Like there's an energy to be said about yeah. having anything natural. You're also, you said you're alone. No, you're not. You're caring for flowers that to some degree doesn't mean you're growing them, but you have yeah. to water them or at least put them in something, right? Like you're... That act of, of, again, getting outside of yourself, giving back in some way to this beautiful bouquet. You're giving you're giving it to yourself as a gift. That's like a way of not just showing yourself self-love, but it goes into, you know, treating yourself, self-appreciation, all those things you want to do for yourself. Um, I like the fact that you brought up the point, you know, we're so often giving these things, like, we don't even take a second to think, like, what have, what have I done for myself Ourselves, lately, right? Like, am I taking care of myself? Um, I love the fact that you have, like, this routine set up for yourself because routine is a big one for mental health, I find. Getting into healthy habits takes time. It takes, you know, they say it takes 21 days to change a habit, but it's a lifestyle, right? Like, and it's also something to always look forward to every week. I love all of that. Like, those little things honestly can make or break your mental health. So what you just said is a perfect example as to how people can start to create healthier habits. And the more, and this is how I even like, I know we did our episode on how to create your dream life in 2020, 2023, go check it out. If you didn't, <laughs> uh, plug, in, plug in it right yeah. in there. Um, but one of the things that I truly believe is tapping into when you feel your happiest. Mm -hmm. Inner joy is such a, we talk about it so often, but I don't think we actually we like, don't do it. we don't do it. And it's not really what I think people think it is. You're not, you're not trying to feel, I don't think it's ever, you're, you're actually trying to achieve this goal of happiness. I think you're trying to achieve a level of peace within peace breeds happiness. When you feel at peace within Happiness is a natural byproduct. Yep. So, and that's why you see so many people. I've been there too. Destination happiness queen, right? In my former self, before I learned this journey of self-evolution and all these things to myself, um, I was that person that always thought, you know, uh, once I achieve A, B, C, I'll be happier. I realized that, I, I know it's that, that corny saying, but happiness, the de it, it lies in, in the journey, not the destination. It does. You know, like, and I know as much as you hear this stuff said, how do we actually achieve that though? I think you just brought up a beautiful example. Start by micromanaging your, 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 your way in which you treat yourself, your habits, the thoughts that are going into your mind. How are you feeding your brain every day? Are you feeding yourself thoughts that are conducive to a healthy mindset? Like that, that alone, I, I hate to think what state someone must be in to feel so low that they would like to end their life. And I know people who have Fun either attempted or have been successful at that. I I've, I've experienced that in my life. So I know speaking to people who are survivors who actually tried and didn't succeed, they do eventually get healthy and they're so grateful that they did not take their life. But you have to question like, when you're in that low state, if you're someone who is really struggling, you need to get help. It has to be your biggest priority. You are, I want to say this literally from my mushy mandy heart to anyone listening. You need to go and seek help. I don't care if it's a family member, a friend, a, a support group online, a national hotline, like whatever. It's not okay, or it, it, it's totally okay to not be okay. There's so many people that are going through the same thing, but you have to prioritize your mental health. Yep. You have to. You, like, it's, not, it's a non-negotiable. I came across a quote recently where it says, if it costs your mental health, it's too expensive. Amen. I'm t like, it doesn't matter if it's the relationship, the job, especially because we see this so much on LinkedIn. Yeah. If it's costing you your peace of mind, you need to get yourself out of that situation because it's affecting everything. It'll affect your it'll erode your marriage, your relationship, your kids, your, life. your family. Every it will just your business. It'll eat away at your soul. Yeah. It will literally as much as whatever that the soul kind of aspect. But it really it'll it'll eat away at your physical body, your mindset, like your emotional health. I mean, 
most people I know who are suffering with mental health issues, not always, there are some that kind of go in that, that category of like, you know, hyperextending themselves to look their best. But for the majority of people, it usually does show up. Maybe they're not taking as good of, of care of their, their physical body. Not always again, but usually that it affects their finances, their relationships, if you're going through a major mental health crisis, chances are your relationships are probably not going to be 100%. Like all the things are going to be affected and being someone who's witnessed a parent from, you know, the compassionate side of me, like it most definitely will affect your children if you are a parent. The best thing you can do as a parent is get yourself help. The best thing you can do as a family member, as, you know, someone in a, in a workplace, whatever, is take care of yourself. Seriously. Couldn't agree more. Is there anything else you want to share before we wrap this up? Well, I do like the fact that... uh, What's the take? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I do... I was going to like... I'm alluding to... Because we mentioned most of the stuff that I had written down to to talk about in this show. But I do think that there is... And I... I, It's one of those things I take for granted because I do have my instructor certification. But yoga and meditation... Yoga and meditation, I know we listed a bunch of stuff, sort of the basics to, to double down on. Yoga has literally changed my it life. It will help you. It sure. will. And I'm not talking like, no, it doesn't have to be fancy schmancy. Not that that's what yoga is. But I think some people have this concept. It's not a cult. But aside from that, that like there are people that. Who's thinking there that? Are st- believe me, there are still okay. people that have ideas around what yoga is or isn't. Um, less of that. But like. It doesn't mean you need to be all fancied up in Lululemons with the, the the whatever. No, yoga really is a synergy of mind body soul connection. You can you can most definitely help your mental health by practicing yoga. I have free yoga uh, videos and and free meditations, guided meditations on my YouTube that channel. That brings up a good point. Breathing, breath work is huge. It's everything. Mm-hmm. If we're not breathing, are we alive? But a lot of people don't know how to breathe in those situations. Absolutely. Right? It's right. so, again, there's so many free resources on breath work. Like I, I will mention Wim Hof method. It's yes. not for everybody. I'm not going to say it is. I think you can still learn a lot. Like I'm someone who's watched his methods. I know a lot of ADHDers, but also just people in general who really love his breath work techniques and have said that it's helped them tremendously doing it first thing in the morning before bed, again, goes back to that nighttime, you know, morning routine, but having a breath work practice, I don't, I don't care if it's even five minutes, especially if, you know, whether you're in the construction industry or not, I think that's a really beautiful way. Maybe you can't take a walk at the time. Maybe you can't practice yoga, even though like, you know, desk yoga, I, I, I think I should come out with something, but you can, you can, there's a lot of stretches you can do at your desk to kind of alleviate some Why stress. Why just stuck, like, just throw the mat down and just do it by the desk. I don't understand. Get out of your chair. You, you could. Okay. I'm just saying for those people that like claim that they don't even are not even able to do that, whatever. That's again, I know. Yeah. But there are people that, you know, what if you're in a suit? I don't know. Whatever the case may be. Take the jacket off. I don't know. Like. I agree with you. <laughs> That's our opinion. Yeah. You can always breathe. Yes. I don't care what you're wearing. I don't yes. care where you're at. It's free. You're doing it anyways. Use your breath to your advantage taking five minutes to even do something as simple as like a box breath where it's like you breathe in for four, like hold it for four. I'm not going to, but, and then you breathe out for four, like take five minutes and do that. I, it will physiologically help your mental health state. It will psychologically help you. It will physically, the act of actually conscious breathing slows things down i love doing that in the winter and having that cold come in oh it's so refreshing it's refreshing it's so refreshing refreshing. and also actually funny enough that we're talking about fire i actually like the element of implementing like candle work i know it sounds kind of whatever or or an actual i mean if you can have a fire at some point going or even like on a small scale i like to i like to take big concepts that might not be applicable to everyone's life situation and Make them into bite-sized things you can implement in your daily routine. You brought up a beautiful one. Maybe you can't get out to the hike two and a half hours away. Go buy a plant or go buy fresh flowers. You can still implement those little elements in nature at home. Same with fire. I like the fire or the cool element. Open a window. Maybe you don't have a plunge tank. Open a window in the winter. You'll feel it. You know? 
it's funny you bring that up because I also do candles. I get sick and tired of turning a light on. Yes. I don't do it when I'm not there, oh, but I do Manny. it, right? You just so brought up one of my... F- okay. Have you, heard of, have you heard of Higgy? No. H-Y-G-G-E. Look it up, folks. Higgy is a concept that was started in your, your Eastern European... Eastern Europe, my goodness, my like word jumble. Eastern Europe. It's look it up if you don't like. You have to look this up. H. Can you look it up, love? (laughs) Actually, just look up H Y G G E Higgy uh, decor. Maybe it would be under. I came across it. I was like, oh my goodness, this is how I view life as it should be. That especially helps with mental health and making our environment into one that is so supportive. We're just looking it up right now, but it's just like I found, first of all, I love candles to begin with. Candles. Right? The so, natural elements. Yes. Wind, air, I'm not fire, talking, earth. I'm not talking scented. I don't care for scented no. candles. I don't give a crap about any of okay, that. Okay, here we go. So, if you look up any of these, um, you'll see if you scroll. Oh, um, okay. See how there's the thing that right down there that says Higgy? Yeah. Click on that. Now, you're going to see little elements, things like candles. It's a concept. If you click on, there'll be a definition. Uh, oh, yeah. If you scroll down, love. Where are we? Going? Yeah. Time. Scroll down. Time. Oh, no. Oh, that's the definition. Sorry. I was gonna, if you go back to the book where, yeah, that, and then scroll down on that side. It'll see, okay, click on like uh, maybe the one in the corner. Exactly. It's this, it's this concept, and I swear, I swear, this has honestly helped my mental health. I didn't realize I was consciously wanting, craving things that were of comfort to me. Higgy is like a mindset lifestyle. It's very fascinating. I'm just saying look it up. But it's essentially surrounding yourself in your environment with things that are very meaningful, sentimental, comforting, warming. And it's almost like energetically I almost feel like decorating and having these natural elements constantly around me almost creates like this padding like a warmth of comfort around myself to help me with my different mental health symptoms I know it might be a little like woo woo out there for people but Higgy is a really beautiful concept to look into it's like even what you wear, how like having warm cups of tea, candles, um, sentimental uh, photographs, letters, having plants, you know, those cozy things that we love, like socks, mittens, like, you know, the, the all the things that like feel good to us. I feel like that we crave, especially when you're going through mental health, I feel like the worst feeling is feeling out of control. Yeah. When we, I'm not giving kudos to anything outside of ourselves, but we can set our environments up and our daily routines up to absolutely support us, which is why I honestly believe is partly why I'm not on any pharmaceuticals and also why I feel like I'm in control now versus the the mental health conditions controlling me and feeling like I can't, like helpless or hopeless. That's why a lot of times we get so into it that we don't feel like, like I talk about mental health as though you're drowning. Yeah. And it feels like you can't save yourself. The only one who's going to be the lifesaver though is you and you have to, anyone who I know who has overcome or is managing mental health has set up a healthy environment and I'm just going to say it, usually doesn't have alcohol, drugs, smoking, all those unhealthy things. No judges if you do, but most people who I know who have a really healthy mind state of mind at this point usually don't have a lot or none of that anymore in their life. They, they really don't. Well, for all the trades people out there listening, that environment means that basement room that you hang out with, whatever you're going to do, make sure that it is a certain kind of environment. The vehicle that you drive all the time, do not let it get surrounded with such mess and chaos. Um, your job yeah. sites, do not have them go way out of control that it's just pure chaos and dirt and messiness. Like that's just all contributing to this that you, ha- you have to, f- and definitely, of course, your home. Your home has to be this way. I love if, this whole Higgy thing. If, if your home, your work, if, if your environments all are those a environments, mess, all of them. I would argue probably have some mess going on inside as well. Yeah. Usually your, your environments, and I'm not 
preaching from a space of like, I mean, I'm a Virgo though, so I'm like OCD organized. (laughs) Uh, But uh, uh, aside from that, I mean, let's be real. Like everything outside of ourselves is a reflection of what's going on inside. So if you're finding that your environments are a mess, probably have some messes outside of the environment as well. That's where I also say do a life detox. You would be shocked if you actually, this is the takeaway for today. I'm gonna invite y'all, if you are dealing with a mental health, um, two exercises I'll say. One, go check out my free meditations or find some for yourself that you like. Do some breath work and meditation for free online, find it, breath work and meditations and yoga even can change your life in terms of a natural, we'll call it a natural drug to help you feel better. The second thing I would say is really, really try your best to do, even if it's a short exercise of doing a life inventory, make sure the people, the environments, even what you're consuming on a daily basis, I don't just mean food, I mean news, yeah, online true. content, very, very true. all of that stuff. You yeah. got to do a daily, do a daily analysis of your daily activities, your daily habits, and your daily consum- con- consumption things in your life and figure out are those conducive to having a healthy mind- mindset and state of mental health or are they actually um, ha- making you, they might even be putting you into that yeah. negative state of mind. And you, you have to choose, you have to choose the healthy stuff at the end of the day. If you want to make change, you got to change your view. And if you want to change your view, you need to change your lifestyle. I love it, Maddie. That's perfect. Thank you very much. I know on the next show, we're going to talk about emotional health. Yeah. Which is another big one. Diving into our heart chakra. <laughs> I love it. Everyone, check it out. www.mandyjross.com. Mandy at mandyjross.com. And on social media, Mandy J. Ross all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube channel. And the website, of course. So thank you very much. And and And? if any of y'all out there are dealing with anything mental health wise, please find like the local, I guess, hotline. Like there's so many resources. You don't have to suffer in silence. You don't have to suffer alone. Honestly, I will extend that myself. If you're dealing with something, please find me on social media and send me, drop me a DM, like send me a message and I'll try and navigate it myself. Cause Mm -hmm. honestly, like I don't want anyone ever 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 to feel alone in their struggle like ever thank you yeah thanks angelina we are out of here